everyone. Welcome to the OFD Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Bowles, Site Manager, Emperor, Warlord, and Defender of the Faith over at OneFootDown.com on the SB Nation Network. And joining me is my senior editor, Ju- <laughs> I almost said, no, nah, I'm going to get through this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is Jude Seymour, uh, king of the ACC himself. And uh, unfortunately not with us tonight is Brendan McAlinden, but it's for a great reason. Uh, yeah. Brendan has brought a uh, beautiful baby girl into the world this morning. So uh, we just want to give a, a massive congratulations uh, and good luck <laughs> out to the both of them. Uh, very, it, look, it's an exciting as hell day. There's tons of news today, y'all, <laughs> which is why we're doing a Wednesday recording podcast because uh, it, it's a bit of an emergency. We've got a, a bit of an emergency situation. Yeah, I didn't want to be like the one to tell Brennan that he had to tell his wife who was re- recovering from, uh, from from giving birth that he needed he to sneak away and help bar. us. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> no. yeah, congratulations to Brendan and welcome to Olivia, right? That's her name? That's her middle name. Oh, that's her middle I, name. Okay. I don't know if, I don't know if we need to, need to disclose the full name. I don't know if he did that publicly or not. Oh, okay. So, but, I, I, so I'm just going to call her Olivia, which is the same name as my daughter. Perfect. <laughs> so, uh, well, well, if he wants to, he can he can release the the, the rest of that. <laughs> we don't wanna, we don't want to dox her on her first yeah. day. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't need a HIPAA violation. <laughs> so uh, gigantic news today, gigantic news. But before I get we get to all this because yeah. I get into it. Uh, that's what we're going to get into. I do want to mention Notre Dame did finally get a running back commitment today. Three-star Logan Diggs from Louisiana. The poor kid, huge day for him. Big life-changing moment, huge moment. Uh, and 15 minutes before he, annou- before he announces uh, the ACC dropped their big news, which we'll get to. But <laughs> I want to make sure that we, uh, you know, acknowledge that r- Right away on the podcast, Logan Diggs, uh, who I'm, I'm pretty excited about. Uh, I, you know, Notre Dame did a mad scramble after the Will Shipley um, loss, I guess you want to, you could say, uh, and had some new offers out. He was one of those uh, back on May 5th. He was offered, and you know, I, I liked the new offers they got out, uh, and I, I don't know what else to say. I, I watched the kids' uh, highlights. Uh, people that say they watch the kids' tape, they really aren't watching tape. They're watching highlights. I like the highlights that I saw. Uh, there was a lot of people comparing him to uh, Theo Riddick, which I could see a little bit of that. Personally, I saw a lot more Darius Walker in him. And then there were others that were uh, throwing around Le'Veon Bell. I don't know if that's because he hurdled a guy. <laughs> but uh, – I, I mean, I guess you could see it. I mean, let, let's be optimistic and, and have some fun with it. I mean, I'm pretty excited about this. I think uh, I think Jalen Smith hurdled a guy on offense during the in, in high school and he got flagged for it, right? If I recall correctly, like for the, maybe that championship game for his team. Uh, ooh, you know, he might have. Does this sound familiar? Like you couldn't hurdle guys I, in Indiana sports or something I, like that? I, I try to block out all fact of knowing that Jalen Smith was a running back as well in high school because uh, we were never cool enough to just put him in, in the T format. That's what the, that's why you have to have the T formation. That's right. You get best at, so Kyle Hamilton can just get back there and give him the ball. See what happens. That's why it's, that's what it's there for. Uh, <laughs> massive shout out, Jeff Burris. Uh, so, I mean, what, 
this obviously was not the uh, the five star running back, and this is you know or Donovan Edwards style running back. Any thoughts, Jude, about this at all? Well, let me ask you a question because I, I honestly don't know. I don't follow this close enough. Um, is, are we done with running back recruiting for this class, I or I don't know. Okay, uh, I, I thought I, I can't remember. I meant to make men- mention of that in the commitment article, uh, but I can't quite recall. Uh, again, I had a <laughs> I suffered a concussion yesterday. Uh, so, uh, but but. Uh, Writing that, I, I there was a thought in my head that this is, or you know, knowing that this commitment was happening because we knew about this pretty much the day before when, um, you know, the crystal ball kind of ruins it for everybody. Uh, but I, I, I'm not 100% sold that this is the only running back commitment that they'll take. Uh, whether or not that's just they're just going to go after Donovan Edwards and that's it. Um, maybe another one of their guys that that their late offers. Maybe they're trying to get him or get one of those guys as well. I don't know, but I'm not, I guess I'm not sold that this is, this is it for this class uh, at running. So and it, remind me Edwards is committed at this point or no, 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 okay. no. He's most definitely not committed, but What's that is his a timeline. Name that I don't know because okay. here's, and here's why. Cause he's not going another day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, unless something, unless something, uh, you know, drastic happens. I, 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 I don't see it. Um, it, it he, they tried hard, uh, but obviously and we talked about this before the, uh, you know, what they did to try to get Will Shipley uh, going all in. Basically, I think the, the down of Edwards train or ship sailed, um, you know, with the Shipley <laughs> ship. Yeah. A whole bunch of puns were going on there, but I, you know, you, you needed to be in with him as much as Shipley so when you lost out on Shipley, you were still right there with him. And that wasn't the, the tactic they used with Shipley. They wanted to let him know that he was it and yada, yada, yada. So once that didn't work out, a whole bunch of other things weren't going to work out. Right. So I, I just don't see it happen. I think, I think Michigan's uh, – I, I don't know. I, I think he's pretty – he's not going to Notre Dame. <laughs> Let's put it that way. I don't know where he's going to go, but I don't believe it's going to be Notre Dame. Okay. So, but the class is starting to come together. Uh, they're we're probably going to be getting some more news slash commitments over the next week, uh, and that that's not even including Rocco Spindler, um, who will be waiting on his decision on uh, August eighth. So, the class is in decent shape. It's in decent shape. If you look at the guys that they're in on, the spots they have left, it they're in decent shape to finish. And you know, I mean. It, Look again. It's probably going to be a top. It's going to be. It could be a top fifteen class, uh, which is better than a top twenty five class, I suppose. So, uh, if you if you just if you think math is a legit thing, fifteen is better than twenty five. Okay. So, uh, but no, it's not a top five class. Once this whole coronavirus thing hit, it was. It, that was. It was out the window anyway. So the yeah. amount of guy take, uh, which we've mentioned many times in this podcast before, but. A lot of stuff going on, but we are going to make a hard pivot again. Congratulations to Logan Diggs. Um, you, I really feel bad for the guy getting getting cut like that by the ACC. So I, I welcome to the league, I suppose, right? Yeah. Uh, so let's get right to it. ACC. Look, I put out a story this morning that said <laughs> they were going to wait because I mean that was just the general line of thinking from everybody. Right. That he was going to wait along with the SEC 
for the NCAA Board of Governors to make their decisions about fall sports, the, every sport other than football. Next week, on, or I guess it was on Tuesday, August 4th, was uh, going to be the day. Uh, and that all came back in my face uh, very, very quickly. All of a sudden, here's the ACC. Like, hey, here's Notre Dame's of the ACC uh, for this year, and here is everyone's 10-game schedules, They can and they get to play you know, one team uh, out of conference as long as it's played within your state. So, yeah, there. <laughs> there's, 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 there's no date. There's no dates. on. There was no dates on it all. We have no idea what order it is, but here's your five home. Here's your five away. And, and, uh, and go through and go through those real quick. What are the what are the homes and what are the aways? Yeah. OK, so. Notre Dame's home games uh, will be against uh, Clemson, Duke, Florida State, Louisville, and Syracuse. Uh, and then their away games are Boston College, Georgia Tech, North Carolina, Pitt, and Wake Forest. All right. I mean, it lines up all right. I I, 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 re- I honestly have no beef. I, re- I really have no beef at all. Other than the fact is I have this very, very, uh, I have a sneaky suspicion somehow Clemson's going to get out of playing Notre Dame in November. And we're all playing this under the guise that there's going to be a season. They're going to get through all these games. So just bear with us. Yeah. Throughout the podcast, okay? I, I think it was, I think it was Miami's AD that summed it up quite nicely for me tonight, which was like, basically he looked at that schedule and said, uh, that's, that's a nice, that's nice. That's, that's a pie in the sky type thing. <laughs> You know, yeah. so yeah, the idea of playing 11 games this season seems it, it seems an, uh, far-fetched, I guess, to be nice about it. But let's just, you know, let's pull yeah, the string this, because this, this it's, our it's, moment. This our moment. Yeah, I was going to say it's fun. to It's fun to pull the string. Uh, I think there was a, the reaction. And obviously, Twitter does not speak for the entire ND fan base. But I think the reaction on Twitter was um, overwhelmingly positive from the fan base that I was able to to see. And I think there was a lot of jokes uh, from media members and fans alike about the idea of Notre Dame sneaking in a uh, ACC championship win, uh, and it's only only season in the ACC, and then you know doing some sort of baby one and done. Just hey, the ACC should be absolutely used to one and done. All right, (laughs) they have North Carolina, they have Louisville, they're fucking used to one and dones. All right, right. Um, so, So. Go so ahead, let's you. talk about some of the things here. The things that kind of st- stuck out to me were you, you, you alluded to it, but it's 10 conference games. And we, we've mentioned the 10 games. And obviously we've added Syracuse and Boston College and, and others to the schedule. Um, but this one non-conference game, and it has to be played in the institution's home state or home stadium. No, like they have to host. What's the language there? Okay. Uh, let me... Because I think this is important, this this language that oh, they use. The language itself is extremely important. It says, all non-conference game opponents selected by the re- respective school must be played in the home state of the ACC institution, and all non-conference opponents must meet the medical protocol requirements as agreed upon by the ACC. Okay, so, so home state of the ACC members ACC institution, right? And so it, when it says the and not a, uh, suggests to me that if you're playing Notre Dame, you have to play in Indiana. You can't 
um, if if somebody wanted to play UCF, it doesn't matter that they're in Florida and Miami and Florida State is also in Florida. Would that be correct? Yes. Which is, if you think about it, on its face, kind of ridiculous, right? You can't play UCF, but you can play you can play uh, Miami and Florida State. Like, what's the difference? Well, on its face, but there there is a very sneaky component to why the language is the way the language is. Well, because they want to they want to make sure that the 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 uh, medical testing is standardized, right? Well, that too, but but the, the sneaky part of it all is is why the non conference is important at all to the ACC is because of Georgia, Georgia Tech, Florida, right. Florida State, Louisville, Kentucky. So if, <clears throat> yes, so if the SEC was to go like SEC only or or whatever. And those games weren't available. First of all, now that's on the SEC, not the ACC. So that you know, that's that's game point for uh, for the ACC as far as saving face. Uh, kind of like, are you are you scared? And, and I think challenging the SEC to to a level of scaredness uh, is, is a little bit hubris on the ACC's part, because <laughs> I, I guarantee you they probably. Uh, are not scared at all. Uh, but it also means that if they do, those games didn't happen, uh, it's just, it sets you up <clears throat> for a way to, um, uh, to keep a, a game in that state, right? Cause it was going to be, you know, for Florida, Florida state was going to be played in Florida, Georgia, Georgia tech was going to be played in the state of Georgia. So whatever that is, if you, if you're bringing somebody from the outside or whatever, as long as they match up with the ACC's, uh, protocol requirements, they could come there to that state. I just, I, in a, in a way, maybe it was, uh, there's some hope there for like group of five schools in those states. You know, if you, if you wanted to throw a bone to them, uh, you know, like, a you know, people bring it up left and right, like, like a ball state for another name, uh, you know, that, you know, that could be there. So a way for you to play a team that's, uh, a little softer, or, you know, a little lighter, um, you know, outside of the conference schedule. Uh, so, I mean, there's all sorts of reasons, but I mean, why Notre Dame couldn't play, um, I, I don't know, to pick, pick a, you know, why they couldn't play, uh, Kentucky in Kentucky it makes no sense. Right. Like, like if, if they wanted to schedule that, that Kentucky is an ACC state too. Uh, but you know what I'm saying? Like that, right. What's the difference there? That I think they were just you know getting those set guidelines. Uh, you know, maybe it just sounds a little silly, but it is what it is. So, the, okay. So the the one thing was that we we went back and forth, and and I want to be clear that this is this is me mean you teasing each other as opposed to something that we're actually a loggerheads about. Um, right. This this whole this whole eleventh game, like who is going to be the non conference opponent, right? And so I, I jokingly, I don't even think I believed it last uh, in the last podcast suggested, hey, isn't it possible that they keep Arkansas as some sort of ACC SEC like you know crossover protection something or whatever? And you rightly pointed out that this this Navy thing to them, not to us, but to them is right sacrosanct. to them to them. Yeah. To them is sacrosanct and, and that they would, I would move glad, heaven and earth. I would gladly trash the game. Right. And they would move heaven and earth to, to make sure that this has happened. So I just want to make it clear to our listenership that we now have a, a $5 mini bet on what this 11th game is going to be. And more specifically, um, 
they can't play the game in Annapolis. That's not possible because it, right. it because it can't be held in, in Maryland because Notre Dame's not in Maryland, right? So, right. Um, so the question becomes: Do they bring Navy into Indiana? Do they bring Navy as a home game? Do they bring Navy to Indianapolis, as, as you suggested on on Twitter today? I mean, I, think, I mean, could they possibly could they possibly play it in Ireland? Because there is a Notre Dame extension in them. <laughs> no, no. Isn't there a small part of the university in I Dublin, mean, like a, a I, little business? I, well, center? I think you're, I think you're bastardizing the word state in the definition of the word state. But um, Asian you know, state, yeah. Uh, so putting aside that they go back to Ireland, which I, I, I doubt will happen. Um, <laughs> that one, I'm, I feel pretty confident on saying. Um, look. I think that if Navy wants this game, then they say, look, that, you know, Jack Swarbrick and, and Chet uh, from you know, the AD. From Chet Gladchuk Navy, Jr. Right. Chet Gladchuk um, are probably having a, having a conversation. And Jack's like, look, we're committed to playing this game. But look, look we got this new agreement with the ACC. So it has to be um, it has to be here at Notre Dame Stadium. You know, is that something that you can live with? And, you know, maybe there's a negotiation that's done in terms of like, there's not money to be had here. That's the problem is like, you can't say, well, I want a part of the gate. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, you, you could say, I want some NBC TV money, but you just, you, we'll talk about that in a second in terms of how, well, how that's been promised away. And so let me, let me put this, let me put this. Wouldn't, shouldn't, shouldn't maybe at least, should they not try to secure uh, a, a date at Lucas oil field then in Indianapolis, a neutral site, which is something that they would like, you know, which we what they're used to anyways. And it's in the state of Indiana. So that, that fits. I get it. But also, but also the one, the one, I don't know, but the one, that's the $64,000 question, right? Well, another $64,000 question is what, uh, who broadcasts this game? If, If it's in Notre Dame stadium, Technically, this would be a Navy home game, but still, I mean, does ESPN finally get a chance to come inside Notre Dame Stadium with a full TV crew? And and if they do, do they go like full blast, like 50 cameras? You know what I'm saying? Like, I hear you, but I think it's I think think they have to to beat back, you know, to try to show up NBC because technically this isn't part of NBC's deal. I, I hear what you're saying, but because they, I know that they played Navy, um, I think it was two straight home years because the the whole thing with Florida State got screwed them up in 94, 95 because I did that research. I think that it would just be easier for Jack Swarbrick to say, look, we'll take this as a home game. We'll we'll you know, we'll t- we'll convert one of our future ones. We're going to do this forever, guys. You know, you, Navy, you guys are going to be on our schedule until, you know, we're all dead, dead and gone. So we'll we'll convert a future away game into uh, our future home game into an away game. I think that would probably be the easiest solution. And I can see that happening. Um, I also think that my idea about Arkansas is probably looking less uh, promising because of the chatter about SEC going to 10 conference games only and trying to play a 10 game season. That doesn't leave room for for Notre Dame. Um, And no one is talking about Western Michigan. I, I mean, I no one has said it's off the table, but no one is talking about it. So that, that well, the thing is, to- is like schools like Western Michigan have to have, like, are they going to have a season? I mean, they can, I mean, look, it's not like they're, they're worried about money, right? Like the, the group of five programs 
they count on games with Notre Dame and games with the Power Five schools as a way to help fund their athletic department to do what they do. Can the MAC afford, like, can the MAC itself afford to play just a MAC schedule? And if you can pick up a game against somebody else, like if Western is able to go play, um, you know, play Notre Dame, uh, you know, can they do that? You know, would that I, I, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't throw it completely out of the door right at this point. I still think, you know, you said Notre Dame and Navy would move heaven or hell to play the game. I think that is like just your most basic, easiest option. Uh, I mean, it's, it's an even easier sell than Arkansas. Because even the game with Arkansas, I think you'd have to move, uh, or you may have to move because of what the ACC does. You don't know. So are you know are they willing to to make that concession of a of a move game coinciding with their with whatever their uh, conference schedule is going to be? You know you just don't know. There there there's a lot of moving parts. Oh, absolutely. Uh, that but, no one knows but, where they're at. But what what do you think about this? Do you think that they announce? the specific opponents for these people without having a framework for when these, these games are going to get played. I, I just find it hard to believe that they would say, Oh, we'll just leave this to chance and we'll, we'll let the chips fall as they may knowing that all these schools have commitments to other, okay. other you know, institutions. First, right. First of all, I think the ACC because listen, I think under the, I think they're missing out here by, by putting out the schedule with no dates they could do something really wild and just be like, it's a crapshoot each week. You know, just like, <laughs> just like spin a wheel. Like you could have a whole show, like spinning the wheel, like who, who, which team's going to play the, you know, that next week. I think you could do it like that. If you, you know, if you don't got to worry about fans traveling, I mean, why not? Uh, and you know, they're missing out on, I mean, just getting totally fucking buck wild. Cause it's, you know, 2020. Um, but uh, yeah, getting back to the reality here, you're right. They're, they sh- they should have, and they probably do have, a basic framework of who and when, um, you know, moving forward. Why they didn't release that? I mean, why it's? I mean, everyone was resigned to them not announcing anything today. You know what I mean? Right. So it wasn't like there was a big disappointment. That was, you know, the days before. No one was expecting this. If you needed a few more days to to work together the days for this thing, so be it. Or like Miami's athletic director, maybe this is <clears throat> and I guess uh and we'll talk a little bit more about Stu and Bruce on the Athletic Audible podcast and their comments. But they were kind of alluding to kind of like a conspiracy of a mirage. Like Notre Dame doesn't care about any of this because they secretly are you know, and a lot of these schools, none of, no one really cares because they're all pretty sure we're not playing anyways, without saying it. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like this is uh, maybe I've made this analogy before, and I apologize. Maybe it was on the last podcast. I, I feel like this is RSVPing to RSVPing to a party that you know is ex- probably not going to get pulled off, um, right. and so it's it's kind of a safe play. Um, but I, I just I I. I this made me this today. This announcement today made me more excited about the season than I have been in months. And now oh, I'm stoked I'm for happy. for the first time in a while. I I want so bad to see this season because I, I love this idea of this one year experiment. Uh, I love the idea of getting more information about 
um, about everything, about what conference affiliations like, what revenue sharing would be like under the NBC deal and the also in the ACC getting a full share. And so we should probably talk about that. I mean, one of the announcements today was that Notre Dame would play a 10-game conference schedule and be eligible to play in the ACC championship, which is something that had been talked about, rumored for, for a couple of weeks. Um, and then it says all TV revenue for the 2020 season, including Notre Dame's home games broadcast by NBC, will be shared equally by all 15 institutions. And so, so they're throwing all the all the TV money into one pie, one pie, and they're exactly. going to cut that pie up 15 ways. Right. And, and so and so Pete Sampson is a writer for The Athletic. Uh, tweeted today, Notre Dame appears to have made a major concession to the ACC, agreeing to share its NBC broadcast revenue with the league for this season. I I tried to do the math on this, and and I just want to take our listeners through it real quick, if you don't mind. I don't see how this is a major concession, and so no. I just want to I just want to talk about a, a, and a, real, real quick, real quick, because I because sure. I want to keep touching on the. So again, we weren't the first podcast, emergency podcast, out about this. Uh, the Audible with uh, uh, Stu Mandel and Bruce Feldman came out, and the very first thing they discussed was the TV revenue money, and Feldman was just like glowing, talking about Notre Dame conceding their their TV money. They, like nobody brought up the fact that Notre Dame was also getting a- ACC TV money until like 20 minutes into the show. And Fortuna was the one that ended up having to like kick it out there. Like, and I don't know. For, I mean, Fortuna, no one could think. No one could think past that. Think past the you know throwing the NBC money in the same pot as they, like they couldn't think past that. Like that, just that notion. And so and they for, for, Fortuna put out a number for the for the ACC TV revenue because I've seen different numbers. Did he have a number that he threw out? He, he may have. I may have missed. Okay. Missed that. All right. I, so, I, I don't have exactly. So I just want to I want to run through this real quick. The ACC has not, re- to my knowledge, has not released its 2019 financial dealings. So we're, I have to go off of 2018, which is the last time that they reported and that their information is publicly available. They gave their member institutions, each one of their mem- 14 member institutions, twenty nine point five million dollars for being full ACC members. Notre Dame that year got seven point nine million. OK, so that pot exists in 2018 was 420.9 million that they, that they split up. Now the revenue was more, but I'm thinking that they had expenses too. So they probably took the expenses out and then, and then divvied up the revenue. Right. So if you're, if you're thinking about splitting 420.9 million, 15 ways instead of 14 ways, now each person, each group gets 28.06 million. So their name just went up 20.16 million. Yeah. It got 20 million more. Right. And so you think, yeah, how yourself, is that a concession? You think to yourself, okay, well, what's that, what's that NBC deal worth? Right. And remember the NBC money is getting split amongst the institutions, which means Notre Dame is going to get a portion of their money that they get to keep from the NBC deal. Right. And I so like 15 I, million a year. So I did, I did the, I did the, the research and the terms are never disclosed. Okay. I, I just need to say that off the, off the top. Right. And so yet somehow everyone seems to come and, and, and kind of arrive at a number. Right. And so we've had a deal that was broached in 1990 for the 91 through 95 seasons, which started off at what is now believed to be $35 million. And they've had five extensions since then. The first extension, 96 to 2000, was $40 million. The second extension, 01 to 05, was $45 million. The third extension, uh, 2006 to 2010, was $45 million. 
The fourth extension, 11, 2011 to 2015, was $75 million. And the fifth extension, which takes us all the way from 2016 to 2025, is at least $150 million. Like, they didn't go lower than $15 million a year. So let's say it's got to be $15 million a year. And it's probably, if you're going to lock yourself in for 10 years, it stands to reason that you got something out of NBC for that, for that, for, for giving them 10 years when you've, when you guys have been doing it as a five-year deal. Right. And so let's right. say it's 20 million, 20. right? Yeah. Okay, great. So you just gave $20 million and you've got to split it 15 ways. Okay. So everybody gets a little bit over, over a million dollars, right? And you get to keep a billion dollars. So you're really only giving away $19 million. Well, guess what? I just told you that you get $20 million. So I'm not saying for sure Notre Dame is making money on this deal, but I'm telling you right now that there's no way that I understand this to be a major concession by, by Notre Dame unless I fundamentally misunderstood uh, what the ACC is doing to Notre Dame here. If the ACC is not giving them a full share, um, even though they're a full member for this year, then and they said that they are. It literally yeah. says full share here. Share right. equally by all. So, so I, I just I, – I don't, I don't think think that math works out. So anyone who's any, if you see somebody on Twitter or talking to you in just casual conversation, or you see a talking head on ESPN saying, "I can't believe," and you know, Notre Dame, this is hilarious, by the way. This is this is going each, this is going every which way, right? First, NBC, Notre Dame has so much money that they're hoarding it all and they don't share it because NBC contract is so lucrative. And then people point out, well, actually that contract isn't very lucrative. If you look at it in, in terms of what the SEC gets and the big 10 gets and the PAC 12 gets, and you know, the ACC TV deal is pretty comparable, right? So, you know, when people say, Oh, well, they don't want to share their NBC money. Then you like actually call them out on that. And now it's back to right. being back to being this like gold mine, apparently that right. is getting $50 million a year from NBC. Okay. If they're getting $50 million a year, that's fine. But no one has reported that. No one it, has reported it all goes, anywhere near there. It all goes back to this for me. And I, I, I've been, I've been saying this for years is that when Notre Dame first signed their NBC contract, when they way back in the in 90 or whatever it was, when they signed 90, the, yep. NBC, yep. Everybody called, everybody hated Notre Dame. They're greedy. They're selfish. They're a bunch of money, you know, hoarding, thieves, you know, this is bullshit, blah, 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 blah. All they're, all, they're only in it for the money, 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 money. They're money whores. Then all of a sudden it's, you know, why don't they join the big 10? There's more money in this TV <laughs> deal. Where are they doing? I mean, it's just, it, 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 all of a sudden money made a difference to them because they got it now. And then they're like shocked that Notre Dame wasn't jumping. And because the reason why is, and the reason why Notre Dame did what they did then and why they do everything the way that they do <laughs> is because they fucking value their independence. That is important to them. 100% it is a part of who they are and who they want to be for as long as they can. So they are trying to secure their independence, whether other fans think that's right or not. That's what they want to do, and they have found a way to control their own destiny. If that makes it harder for them to get to the college football playoff right now, that shouldn't be Joe Louisville drive time morning fucking problem. <laughs> what the hell does it matter to him? If it's harder for that matters to Notre Dame, they will take it. They don't care. They value 
look up the definition of the word value. They value their independence enough where they will make it a little bit tougher because they like to be in charge of who they are. That's not a fucking foreign concept. It is the American dream to be your own boss, call your own shots. Right. So one of the twisted logic pieces I saw today was if Notre Dame values their independence so much, why are they getting cozy with the ACC? So you've got it now coming from both ends, right? You've got the, you've got the ACC lovers, uh, you know, the, the site manager from state of the U basically saying if Notre Dame needs the, Notre Dame needs the ACC way more than the ACC needs Notre Dame or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's dubious. And we can talk about that. But then you got the other side, which is if Notre Dame values its independence so much, why is it cuddling up with the ACC? Like, doesn't independence matter to Notre Dame? Of course it matters. And this is, I think, a good short-term strategy to ensure a long-term survival. And I think anyone, I think anyone can see that it's as plain as day, and that this is a mutually beneficial relationship from for both the and Notre Dame and the ACC. The ACC, as we talked about in the last podcast could say, this is what it would be like if you were a conference member. See, it's not so bad. And then Notre Dame could, and basically gets a free pass for trying out conference affiliation for one year. I mean, this is brilliant. Hey, I Jude, just, Jude, I, yeah, we, we, we got a comment on our last podcast uh, that ties in with all this. So I, I, I want to yeah. read that and, and get, and get our thoughts on it. Yeah, okay. Uh, I, I was going to reply back and I, and I, I was holding off so I'm going to read this. It says, why so disparaging? Listen to and enjoy the podcast, but didn't really get why the announcers were so disparaging about ACC football. In the last 20 years, three current ACC schools, Clemson, Miami, and Florida State, have won a combined five national championships. We know how many ND have won. Clemson is now on a completely different level from ND by any metric, and based on recruiting, this gap is only increasing. Universities like Carolina, UVA, Duke, and Pitt are also making pretty dramatic improvements. ND joining the ACC doesn't mean that it'll be forced to stop playing its national fixtures such as USC, Navy, and Michigan, although it obviously would this year. It would also make it easier to get in a national championship as the competition prior- prioritizes conference champions over runners-up, which is bullshit. Uh, currently, okay. ND pretty much has to run the table and has no real way, blah, 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 blah. Same shit. All right. No. By the way, that's a fundamental misunderstanding of what, the, how the college football playoff committee operates. It's a, it's a common misunderstanding that they value conference championships. They absolutely they do not. That is that is a tiebreaker that they use to decide between two like teams. So to say it's it's an easier path for win your conference championship, that's clearly not right because we've seen Alabama and Ohio State not win conference championships and get invited to the playoffs. We've seen teams win the their respective conference championships and not get in, invited and, to the playoffs. And why, and Jude, so let me ask you, why did those teams – who didn't win their conference championships get invited to the college football playoff? Because uh, they're one of the four best teams, which is the whole point of the, right. of the college and, football playoff committee. And, and they played a pretty tough schedule, right? Yes, absolutely. Which absolutely. means that their conferences, the Big Ten and SEC, were pretty – the fucking ACC sucks. I don't – it is not a good – SEC, Big Ten, and probably Big 12 from top to bottom are better than the ACC. Clemson sits alone on top. Yes, they are a fucking powerhouse. They are mighty. They are gorgeous, and they are ready to kick some ass. But that is it, all right? And that's how it's been at the ACC for years. There is one team, and the rest are just also Rans, and that's why you're sending these chump-ass teams to the Orange Bowl. It's They are not good. What's Notre Dame's – who has a better record other than Notre Dame? other than Clemson against ACC opponents in the last three years. 
Notre Dame. Yeah. <laughs> they have a higher winning percentage against the ACC, uh, along with their ACC opponents, than, than everybody but Clemson. It's, it's not that great of a football well, conference. And I love this whole, like, let's look at this in a 20-year window. Why are we starting with the Bob Davey era and looking at this in a 20-year window? Like, yeah, you can you can get Miami in if you if you look in that 20-year window. But if you sh- if you shrink, you, you shorten that window to, I don't know, say the last five years, it's really been Clemson and a bunch of, you know, people that kind of come and go for one year. There's there's well, really five, right? years, five years should be just the. That should be it. Five years. Right. Five I mean, cycles. We're, we're talking about one year. We're not talking about 20 years. So let's just talk, let's just focus on is Miami going to be good next year? I, look, I think the com- conventional wisdom and, and look, people could be wrong, but I think the conventional wisdom was it was Clemson and, and a bunch of other people that were going to finish behind Clemson. Right. And, and so people got excited about UNC. I, I certainly saw that there was some reasons to be excited about Virginia, perhaps. Um, you know, maybe you could make cases for some other teams, but you know, there is a lot of mediocrity in the, in the ACC. And I, and I honestly don't understand why somebody wouldn't welcome a team that is considered to be a top 10 program into their league for a year to play all their teams and to see who's actually really good. Because I'll tell you what, if Clemson beats Notre Dame, uh, in the ACC championship, they're probably going to the, the college football playoffs. You know, if USC beats uh, Notre Dame in the college fo- in the uh, ACC championship, they're probably going to the you know college football playoff. Like it, this, you want this matchup, and you might not otherwise get it uh, if you didn't have this t- ten game arrangement. So I just look. I, I understand the just general hate of Notre Dame, but but at least speak out of a place of not ignorance. And I think a lot of this stuff comes out of ignorance. It's just it surprises me. There is a reason why the ACC is trashing their divisions, even after increasing the right. team. It's because right. it's because the mediocrity that has come from this league being so top heavy with one team. And if you want to go past Clemson, there was Florida State again, top heavy as shit. This was not a. There is one team in this conference. It is there. There does it does not. You don't see this uh, this duality like the SEC has has over the years, uh, or the the Big Ten has over the years. It just does not exist. It is not there. Um, so it, look, I I mean, to I'm not I'm not I'm not shouting the ACC sucks to be a dick. I'm just <laughs> saying, like, let's just look at the preseason top twenty-five. Clemson, this is all the sporting news, okay? Clemson's ranked number one. Awesome, they should be. Yay! Yeah. Her yeah. name, name is the next dare we say ACC team at right. number eight and the next team after that ACC, we're going all the way down to 19 North Carolina. And then you get a, you know, uh, then you get Louisville at 22. That's how you got those many without Notre Dame. You only have four teams uh, in the entire AP 25 top 25. And only, I mean, I, yeah. Okay. So you have two in the top 20. But that's a huge disparity between Clemson and North Carolina, one and nineteen. I think you, but I, I, I think you want if you if you're Louisville, you want to play Notre Dame, you want to beat Notre Dame, you want to show everyone that you can beat Notre Dame because Notre Dame is one of the the, the blue blood programs. Like it's 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 a sign of uh, a program making it. Like we talk about that 2015 game, the bring your own guts game, like how that put Clemson over, you know? And, well, and they and, they won it. 
the, the, yeah. the point of I think the point of that comment was that they some of these fans think that they're already there and they're not. They're absolutely not. Well, I mean, Notre Dame played you, you last year, and we but, saw how that went. You know, so. Even like, so bring it up. The uh, you know we brought up I brought up Stu and Bruce, and so when Fortuna was on there, they were asking, "All right, so who plays in the ACC championship game?" I mean, North Carolina, against, North Carolina and Clemson, uh, Pitt and Clemson right. uh, were the two picks. Like, are you fucking serious? Like, are you honestly God serious? Look at what Notre Dame is not like Notre Dame's only played one or two ACC schools a year. Just look at the last three years and what they've done against the ACC. They had one massive fuck up down in Miami and that's it. Right. They keep house with them. So <laughs> this is we're not talking about a fundamental difference here. You know, the, if you're going to pick a, the favorites to go to the ACC championship game, even playing each other, Clemson and Notre Dame probably should be if you, it. If you're because North Carolina plays Notre Dame, Pitt plays Notre Dame, Louisville plays Notre Dame. This is not – I yeah, to, me, yeah. to me, those, those two really trying too fucking hard to, to, like, to cast that aside, which I found pretty common. They, somebody seriously picked Pitt to be in the championship game? Oh, yeah, Bruce did. I guess I've fundamentally misunderstood who Pitt is this year or who Pitt could be this year. Pitt's, Pitt's got a really good defense, okay. and they have one of the best defensive lines in the country. But they talking up Kenny Pickett like he's the next Trevor Lawrence. or I mean, they really well, – These talk- are also the guys that, that talked up Clayton Thorson like he was the next Trevor yes. Lawrence, right? So. Yeah, take him, take him for a grain of salt. But it was yeah. seriously the first podcast to come out about this whole thing. I listened to it. Well, thank God we're here then. I guess keep away. And here's another thing, Jude. So just to like end the uh, the points I had from listening to this podcast, they asked Fortuna, who's as in tuned as anybody with the ACC, they say, and with Notre Dame combined there, you know, what do the fans think about this? And, you know, Pete Sampson made the same mistake on Twitter when, you know, he, when he was like, you know, talking about, you know, some fans may not like this, but, you know, there's. You know, read the room. I can't. This is overwhelmingly a positive in the minds of fans, with the caveat that this is a one and done. I think people are know that 2020 is just a crazy ass year, and that things are going to be different. And if this is the way it's going to be, I think I think the fans of a whole and whole have embraced this, and they're like, all right, screw it, let's do it. Because I mean, you got Notre Dame fans that want to be in a conference, anyways. I mean, there's they're few and far between, but there there's enough of them. Then you have you know, then you have people like me and you, like yeah, independence forever, but not like you know throwing our souls down over it. Uh, and then you have the, uh, the the people that say that we shouldn't have a you know they'd rather stop playing. Uh, they don't want to have a season at all uh, if they have to play four more games of the ACC, basically. <laughs> Uh, but that, but the, and that contingent is very, very small. For the most part, people love this, and I just, I just thought, you know, for as much as as these guys, they're great writers. Uh, Pete Sampson is not just Notre Dame, but across college football. Pete Sampson is one of the premier college football writers in America. He is fucking something else. Uh, but to ask them for their pulse on fans is. Like asking, you know, a gambler, uh, you know, can he cook a good stew? 
how the hell, you know, he's gambling money. He don't know nothing about Stu. They just, this isn't, this isn't their department. This is our fucking department. You know, if I may be so bold. And from what I can gather, this is a pretty damn good thing uh, that people are pretty excited about. Yeah. I mean, if there's a, if there's a majority of people out there that, that don't like this, they're, they're being real quiet right now. So I, I think a lot of people see it for what it is. Exactly what you said. It's, it's a one year um, agreement that, that, you know, they're not tossing away hundreds of years of independence no. uh, to join the ACC after 2020. So I it just, this is not, this is not a, this is not a way station to full ACC membership. Um, this is a one year, uh, you know, dance with the guy, the one who brought you sort of like pandemic, a response or whatever. And I think it's, again, I, I think it's an appropriate response. Um, so again, I, at this point, the, the last curiosity for me besides, you know, and, and again, we're talking about things that are probably not going to see the light of day, but is right. Do, do, you know, do they make, keep that commitment to Navy and, and accommodate them in some way? Or, or is it Arkansas, Western Michigan, or just something completely out of left field? Um, yeah. And one, another thing I, I want to make sure that uh, we touch on, uh, again, uh, I did suffer a concussion yesterday. So if I'm a little more off <laughs> than normal, uh, so be it. Anyways, uh, is this notion by uh, ACC fans, media, uh, just about everybody outside of Notre Dame, that this is like the ACC saving Notre Dame? And, you know, we've talked about this before. Yeah. And it's just a complete fallacy. There is, there's no saving here. There is a, there's a chance for there to be some a mutually beneficial arrangement. And when you're, if people want to just start talk, talk about money, okay, maybe it's not so much more money for the ACC. But let me tell you, if there's no fans, or if it's like very limited or whatever, you're relying on I, you eyeballs on your game, right? Sure, and and Notre Dame's going to help you do that. Exactly. One, and that's it. 100%. No one gives a shit about Wake Forest and Duke on the football field. They just, they don't, no one cares. So you, you counter that with an extra ACC game with Notre Dame and you got more eyeballs. This is all, I mean, if you don't think that helps, then I'm not exactly sure what metric you're using as far as how they figure out uh, things like money for these deals. This is what, this is what gets the deal signed. So Notre Dame's helping the ACC out. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, no one's, saving, no one's saving anybody here. Notre no. Dame's not saving the ACC season. No, of course and not. Tr- trust me when I say, even if the ACC would have backed out, which they never would have ever would have backed out of those six games with Notre Dame this year, Notre Dame still could have got themselves a schedule to play a season. It's Okay. It's one. It's one year. They would have. It would have been a weird. It would have been. It would have been weird. But I, I do think that they could have gotten eleven games. Now, having started from from zero is a lot different than starting from six, right? We agree yeah, on that. But from one. first of all, the ACC is not torching its relationship with 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 Notre Dame uh, and refusing to play six games. So anyone who suggests to you that the reason that they know that the ACC is saving Notre Dame is because Notre Dame had no games to play. No, Notre Dame had six games to play. Notre Dame was starting with a solid foundation of six games. Were they going to make it to 11 games? I don't know. 
they could have probably made a pretty decent 10 game schedule though. And I don't think it would have been that difficult to keep Western uh, Michigan, you know, again, sometimes government gets in the way and people say you can't do things. And the Toronto blue Jays found that out the hard way, I think. Um, right. So it's, 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 it's hard to, hard to say, but um, you know, look, this relationship with the ACC, now they can go back and say, look, we're all using the same uh, standards, the same practices, the same uh, testing and stuff like that. We are, tr- we are trying as a group to do this. We're not, I'm not out here freelancing as an independent. Um, I'm not, you know, and I'm not asking 10 other teams to do it the way that I want to do it. I'm asking 10 other teams to do it the way that we've all agreed to do it. You yeah. Know, it's not a contentious relationship. Like, no, it's, like, it, it, like Louisville tribe time radio or some super fan down in Miami that they're not, they're not out to get each other. They're no. out to help. That's why you sign these deals. They, from the beginning, this is why Notre Dame moved all their sports to the ACC and struck this scheduling arrangement up with the ACC because it helps them. And the ACC wanted it because they want that Notre Dame cash. They want that Notre Dame stuff, whatever it is, they wanted a piece of it. So this is, you know, this is all you'd be doing this. They're the fan hate doesn't exist inside business offices. It just, it doesn't, it doesn't make you know dollars and cents have no fan. You know, they have no fan base other than everybody. So the last thing I want to bring up is, uh, or I think the last thing I want to bring up is uh, the, the the notion of gaslighting. I, I think it's important. We've, we've talked about it in a, maybe in a political context with your friends or whatever, um, but I think Tim Brando is actually right now engaging in some pretty serious gaslighting, and, and I want to make people aware of this. Um, he tweeted tonight, this just in, pretty sure it was four years ago, I suggested it, it was inevitable that ND football would eventually join the ACC in football. Yes, this is a special exception. Ex- exemption but the long-term impact should lead to something longer lasting huge win for both the acc and the in my opinion okay no tim brando in june of 2016 said that he guaranteed that notre dame would be a full member within three years okay that did not happen okay the reason he said that it was they were going to be a full member in three years was because of tv rights deals we're going to get so out of proportion that Notre Dame would have no uh, choice but to take the financially prudent method of joining a conference and taking the TV money over remaining independent. That is not happening here. That is absolutely not happening here. So when Tim Brando says that he called all of this, be sure to tell Tim Brando he's full of shit. I've already I've told Tim Brando he's full of shit <laughs> on many occasions. Uh, and I've had a couple of sparring sessions with Tim Brando, uh, who, uh, who I affectionately like to call Timmy B. Uh, and look, Timmy B is going to always play that role of, I told you so old wise man. And really he's just throwing shit against the wall and sees, and sees what sticks. I mean, <laughs> if he thought anybody was going to honestly take what he, he just said there, uh, as, Oh man, he was right. He has seriously misunderstood uh, how most people read well, things. He, he's hoping that people don't actually research what he actually said. But guess what? I saved the receipts, Tim. So I'm not afraid. <laughs> oh, shoot. I don't know, man. Look, I'm excited. I think this is this is. Again. Always the preface of we're just going to 
we're just going to say that there's a season. Uh, you know, I'm excited. It, it's been a wild enough year. I mean, this has been so. If they can somehow manage this, if this can somehow come into being for whatever it's supposed to be for this 10, 11, 12 games or whatever, I'm all for it. I am absolutely all for it. I like a little. I like a little monkey paw in my life. Uh, <laughs> We've gone full monkey paw this season. Yeah, I for mean, sure. we made some real about, deals. We made some real weird deals. Think about if Notre Dame does not play Navy this year, and then and then, I mean, do I get a monkey paw tattoo to my back? <laughs> I mean, do I do I get that done? I would love that. I would love nothing more. I, I know. I know. Brendan's listening to this. Uh, Cause there's nothing else to do while you're rocking a baby and you know, like, you know, God, he's, he's got a good life ahead of him for the next few weeks, man. There's, the, there's nothing better than a newborn. I swear. I, I love it. Uh, but you know, I know he's listening to this and Brendan, I'll ask you, should I get a monkey pop tattoo on my back if we don't play Navy this year? Cause I think that means I just want, I just need the universe. Well, you will. I burned have- it all down to, to stop playing Navy at least once. You will have five fewer dollars in which to pay yeah. for that monkey paw tattoo. Gladly, but maybe, gladly. But you know what? Pay. I will glad if you're going to get the tattoo. I will gladly give the five dollars back towards well, the purchase of said tattoo because I mean, I mean, we would need to live stream this. I I don't know what technology they have at SB Nation, but we need to we figure that prob- out. We would probably have to either a get the permission of my wife first, which <laughs> is a tough one, uh, or b put it somewhere where not a lot of people see. And then we're, I don't know how we're going to live stream that. <laughs> I mean, that that's like, a, I, I don't have an only fans account. Uh, <laughs> maybe I need to look, look into that. This, this reminds me of what I think it was, was it AJ Daly who from Deadspin who got a Cardinals buzzsaw tattoo on his butt, uh, making a bad <laughs> bet with, was it Will Leitch about the Arizona Cardinals? Right, right, uh, yeah. Or, or, or uh, hell, Spencer. I'm 80 percent sure. For the charity drives. I mean, he's got what two Michigan tattoos on him? Oh gosh, that's rough. <laughs> I mean, one one is pretty good. He does have the monocle and everything. That's that's not a bad look, uh, especially <laughs> for someone like Spencer. But great. Uh, it's, it gets a little crazy. So. I think that's it. We just we wanted to jump on this emergency pod here. Sorry, sorry, we're not going to go uh, two hours here, but uh, um, we need we needed a vent uh, and let some yeah. of this out. And I think it's great. I, I think this is this is all cool. Uh, I, I got to tell you, um, it, it's you're thinking about what everything in flux and thinking about trying to run a website to put out content while everything's <laughs> in flux. Makes things a little trickier. Yeah. Uh, so this this kind of adds a little bit extra juice uh, to the whole scenario. And I mean, look, this may all blow up in a week. Uh, and, you know, who knows? But for right now, uh, I'll take a win. And this feels like a huge win, um, you know, for everybody involved, for Notre Dame, for the ACC, for college football, for fucking Timmy B. Yeah, take a yeah, he probably shouldn't at his age. Here, here's what uh, I want to say. I would say if you agree with us or if you disagree with us, that's great. Give us a five-star review and tell us why we're right or we're wrong in the Apple Podcasts uh, review section. And we will read it on the next show. And that will be perfect. And if you want to include references to 
Tombstone or Home Run in Pizza, then we can do that as well. Yeah, just remember, you know, Home Run In is the only pizza that I enjoy. Uh, that's an, <laughs> that is the unsponsored uh, take. And look, I love it so much. Right after this ACC news, I put one in the freezer or I put one in the oven. Nice. That's what I have, man. Have me a, a nice sausage pizza from Home Run In. Uh, man, it goes down smooth. Smooth. All right. So <laughs> we got anything else to let these people know before we get the hell out of here? No, just c- congratulations again to Brendan and, and his wife. And, and yeah, go tweet at him at, ver- at very piety. Yeah. Yeah. You should know it by now already, but go tweet him. Tell him congrats. Uh, send send good love his way. Uh, if you just send him pictures of monkey paws, uh, he, he'd probably like that too. <laughs> uh, yeah, so congratulations to him, and that's it. Uh, enjoy. Yep, and we'll be back uh, at our normal time with, uh, with the next OFD podcast. So thanks again, and go Irish. <laughs>